Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Rich Rebar. We are not recording this on Friday morning. We are recording on Thursday afternoon because I'm going to be out of town this weekend. So if we miss an injury, if a line moves... um. Sorry, you know, it is what it is, but we are here. We are going to pick our five favorite games against the spread. Reeves, the Houston Texans and CJ Stroud, they're just a money printing machine for me, man. Every every week they're they're disrespected. The market is not willing to believe in uh in in CJ Stroud. So, that's uh that's the number one thing that's made me feel sharp this year is uh is just betting on the Texans when they're dogs against shit teams. John, you love to see it, man. Yeah. Listen, CJ Stroud is out here cooking. Uh, we don't have Stroud this week, uh, so we got to find another another avenue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we will uh, – fuck. A lot of teams on by this week. Um, the totals that opened, they were low. They got bet lower. Um, we do have Miami and Philadelphia, though, so I, I'm excited. I'm excited about that with some, some decent games here. But uh, let's pick a man. I don't what know is... if you've seen. Uh, Warren wrote an article this week about NFL offenses. Have you checked it out? Like the same... uh, I I saw the tweet where he was ba- where he just listed off all of how every offensive category is down. And from a betting stance, so like they're setting the lines lower than they ever did, and like they're still going. The games are still going under. It's the highest rate of unders we've had through this point of a season since 1991, which is like absolutely bonkers to think about. Like, uh, were you born in 91? No. <laughs> 92. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, under Underdogs. This is like a couple of the jarring stats too. It's like, so underdogs have only covered 44% of the time so far. It's the, the, the lowest rate uh, in the 2000s. Uh, and it's the largest margin of victory the NFL's had since 2014 on a per game basis. So like, because like, so like underdogs are just getting rolled too. Like we're not even getting like good covers. So yeah. Yeah, it's just it's, just, it's like, just brutal. Yeah, the product is bad. I retweeted a little bit about it on Monday coming off of the weekend because all those games are under and it was a, just a, I had a, had a, I got absolutely rolled in DFS last week for the first time this year. Um and like people were just like, "Oh, well, you, you know, quality NFL doesn't mean that we need quality offense." And I'm like, "Give the defense some love." I'm like, "If I believed that there was actually great defense being played, I would be for it." But I think that we there's no evidence we're seeing like great defense being played it's there's a lot more evidence it's just a lot of bad offense yeah like if so if you were to tell those people like okay what are defenses doing you know i don't know if you they wouldn't be able to call out like oh this defensive coordinator is a genius or or this these the defensive players are having a real impact or this schematic change you know uh whatever you know cor- nickel corner showing blitz but but not actually blitzing what i mean that actually is a thing that I've seen a couple times that's frustrated a lot of these young backup quarterbacks is them reading the blitz and then the blitz not coming. 
and that's turned into some bad interceptions. But that's, I mean, that has existed in football for 50 years. That's not, that's not like a brand new thing. But all right, let's do it, man. What is your number five game against the spread? I almost wanted to pick the Jaguars if Lawrence is playing tonight because we're doing this on Thursday, but I won't. Uh, uh, my five is the Chargers, man. It's it's gross and sticky. This fuck is what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Come big, on, dude. it is it is it is too big. I don't. The Chiefs are not on my list, so like I agree with you. It's a it's a big spread. I just like I am. I mean, I am a noted Justin Herbert hater. Like that's that's just been something I've put myself out there on. But he makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong. Monday made honestly, but like this game, these teams have played just like historically tight games. Uh, like the Chargers and Brandon Staley, like have been game in all of these matchups against the Chiefs. Like they they give them kind of some hell games. They've had some answers. Uh, I just think like it's probably this is a game where it looks like that you're like, man, are the Chargers really going to beat the Chiefs for like two and a half, three quarters? Chiefs have like a flurry in the fourth quarter and win by a field goal. That that feels about right. Although, uh, when you made this pick, did you know that McCall Hardman was going to be back for the Chiefs? I mean, I feel like he's worth a it point or two there. Lot. It does yeah. change a lot. Uh, that means they can just I, like who runs the jet motion stuff now in the red zone. You know, it's that, well. That's the thing is is uh, if you were if you were a Sky Moore truther, you, you got to sell that stock for whatever you can get because Sky Moore is uh, headed to the CFL soon. I mean, it's it's over for him. Tra- trading for Hardman back. I mean. I do think, if I'm being serious, the reason why they acquired him is that Richie James actually was like a pretty big part of their plans, and and having to put him in the on the IR uh, hampered what they wanted to do on offense a little bit, which has actually been buoyed by the fact that Rashi Rice is playable. I don't have an, I do not have an issue with with. I mean, I I am not taking the Chiefs, which is probably an indication that the Chargers are the right side. I I actually think they could lose this game outright, honestly. Like if Herbert just shows up and you know, is the, the interceptions that Herbert throws. It's like, it's one of those things where like, I feel like he, I don't know if it's uh trust his arm too much thing, or if he kind of has, I wonder if he kind of has like the hero disease. Like I play for this hapless franchise with these idiot coaches and I just got to bail everyone out and that causes the mistakes, but a lot of mistakes from Herbert. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. I think that now when you remove Mike Williams from the equation, I mean, he's got a lot of guys outside of Keenan Allen that just don't really get open. Yes. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that is definitely true. And then um, last year when, you know, when both those guys were out and he's throwing to Josh Palmer and uh, Deandre Carter, remember that he was like a thing for a while last year. Yeah. Oh There's God. A lot of yeah. Guys what? That- why do they not like Quentin Johnson, man? Why why take a guy why take a guy that early in the draft to play Keelan Doss ahead of him? I'll never I'll never understand it, but it is what it is. All right, my number five. I mean, you. I don't know if I I don't know if I've ever made a pick grosser than this, but it is the Washington Commanders minus two and a half against the New York Football Giants. I mean, the Giants, the the offensive line has gotten to the point of parity. Um, they had another lineman go on the IR who tore his bicep in practice this week. I just, I do not see how they score more than 14 points in any game. I mean, I, I get Saquon back, whatever. It, it just doesn't matter. And the commanders are an incredibly flawed team and really shouldn't be road favorites against hardly anyone. But the Giants as currently constituted are truly one of the worst teams in the NFL because anything they want to do on offense they can't do because they can't get 
they can't have any time in the pocket to set anything. It's all the whole offense is built out of like four yard passes to Wondell Robinson, which look, hey, don't get me wrong. You, you want to throw the ball to Wondell Robinson. I'm I'm in on that. But they they just like I, I'm gonna I'm pretty much just gonna wipe the Bills game out because I don't even know what how to make sense of the Bills only scoring 14 points in that game. Like it was very bizarre. And you know, they just came back from London and all that stuff. And I don't even really think the commanders are good. I think they're fine. I think they get to 24 points here a big chunk of the time, and that is going to be enough to cover versus this Giants team. You said their offensive line was parody. It literally was. I mean, you know, Justin Pugh got the intro to the Sunday night game. Guy off the couch. He's playing left tackle uh, at a point in that game, uh, especially if Daniel Jones plays. I mean, Ty- Tyrod actually looked confident. I think it just says everything you need to know about Daniel Jones at this point. This offense actually was like – semi-competent and they still didn't score a touchdown in this game they haven't scored a touchdown 35 straight drives uh which is again we're talking about we led with the offense right like tell me you've watched we've watched the giants four of six weeks on prime time and tell me that defense is great in the nfl yeah right exactly so that's the other thing is that like if if the giants had this crazy defense that was really limiting other teams this would be a bad pick but i don't i don't think that's the case at all their defense does not seem that strong to me Dude, that Sunday night game, I was just sitting there the entire time with my phone in my lap, like trying to catch the the Bills like live line. I was like, just for the love of everything, go under 300 so I can just empty the chamber. Uh, yeah. Like just the whole time, like they kept not scoring. They kept not scoring. I was like, yes, yes. I was like, come on, give me just the Bills money line, like something where I can just go stupid on. And it finally got there. Uh, it got to like minus 245 at one point. I just emptied, emptied everything I had into it. Yeah. Uh. All right, what uh, what do we got next? What's your number four? Uh, my number four is the Seahawks. Listen, it was fun for the Cardinals for a little bit, right? Like it was. Like yeah, like Cardinals looked game for a little bit to start the year, and they they are who we thought they were. Like this defense is just so bad; it's just unbelievably terrible. They can't rush the passer. Uh, they can't get turnovers. They don't play any man coverage. They don't blitz. They can't stop the run. They're they're uh 30 they're last in the league in rate of runs to go for a first down or touchdown they're 31st in the league in rate of pass attempts to go for a first down or touchdown they just willingly lay back and let you do whatever you want to them it's just absolutely terrible uh they can't stop anybody uh and then the seattle defense now that they've gotten devin witherspoon and Tariq woolen on the field together look like they might have something here uh, this team looks like it actually might have a little bit uh, uh, of a, like an upswing defensively. They got Charles Cross. They're going to get Charles Cross back on the offensive line. It doesn't matter because Geno probably not going to get pressured against Arizona, like I said. So this is just a game where like it's just we're, we're waiting for Kyler to come back. That's where we are right now at the Cardinals. That's that's really all there is. So this was uh, the Seattle Seahawks were my number three play. Um, yeah, the Cardinals are just not a very good team. They... I, it was sort of weird. There was like um, this spot where like, oh, the Rams are maybe going to struggle against them because they only ran 16 plays in the first half. And then that ended up, you know, just uh, completely, they completely fell out. You know, I mean, they I just. Imagine just having the Rams of all teams just be able to line up and play bully ball on you for a whole half. And that's, that is what happened. It was insane. I mean, it was, it was like watching a car crash in slow motion, just like. Kyron Williams just ripping off 12-yard run, 15-yard run, 18-yard run, just back to back to back. It was it was really something. I I I did not I did not see that coming um at all. But yeah, uh, I I'm taking Seattle and Survivor this week. Uh, I think they're gonna be like a crazy popular spot in Survivor. But yeah, Seattle minus seven and a half. 
I, I mean, and they're like, they're, Kenneth Walker is just going to go for about 180 yards against this defense. Like he is, just, if Kyron Williams smashed them, we uh, haven't seen I, like the 60 yard Kenneth Walker touchdown run yet. No, that's coming. That's coming. He he'll go to the left end, decide uh, left ends, left ends blocked. I'm going to go back around, and then no one's going to follow him, and he's just going to walk 60 yards into the end zone. All right, my practice. Yeah. Oh, buddy, it's it's coming. Um. All right, my number three. Oh man, can't can't believe we're here, but I'm taking the Las Vegas Raiders on the road minus three and a half points against the Chicago Bears. Two parts to this line. The first one being, I really don't care who starts a quarterback for the Raiders. Could be AOC, could be Hoyer, could be Jimmy G. Uh, I, I don't care. I mean, I, I would prefer it to be Jimmy G or Hoyer followed by AOC in that order. But this Tyson Bajan fella, this is just an example of how bad the Bears are at building a competent roster. I mean, if the idea was for them to win games this year. Now, if the idea from the top was, you know, we can vibe a little bit. DJ Moore, he's not going to go to zero after this year, so it's fine to get him. We can try and figure out if Fields is any good at all. We don't really need to win this year, right? Let's 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 try and figure out what we can do, make a decision on Fields at the end of the year. But if their plan was to try and win games this year, looking at a division, looking at a conference where a, a shitty team, a bad team, is going to be the seventh seed in the NFC, and coming into the year with Tyson Bajant, an undrafted free agent out of Shepard, if it's shepherd college or shepherd university the guy threw two picks and ate eight sacks in his final college game against the colorado school of mines um looked really not good in the limited time that we saw of him last week not that i'm going to hold it against him i mean he's he's tyson bajant he's coming out for his first nfl action like not going to hold it against him but this is sort of your classic nathan peterman um you know, just no, no hope spot. I, I think, um, and maybe I'm wrong. And I would love to be surprised of uh, Tyson Bajan, you know, a gritty performance or whatever. But my expectation is that the Bears, like, basically, are unable to get first downs for the entire game. This feels like a not real game. The, the <laughs> like Raiders Bears. Eight, eight, eight and O'Connell versus Tyson Bajan. Buy your tickets now. It feels like a construct this game like, i just feel like it's not real like and you think like a uniform battle like in your brain like it, it feels like the raiders and bears have like never played i'm trying to like think like uh, that's raiders so true yeah why would they have ever played each other for any reason i can't think of one but yeah this game feels not real i'm gonna try not to watch any of this game oh i'm not wa- i'm not watching this game i'm not watching this game at all yeah um no no chance but i Do i'm gonna play any guys in this game there's some people that like want to play like, Jacobs is stone chalk. Is he man? Is he good chalk though? Like no. doesn't Jacobs have the Mixon syndrome? Where like of yes. course he's gonna pop in these models, he's getting all these touches, but like he's not really yes. doing anything. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he is Joe Mixon West. I. I mean, he is three hundred dollars less expensive than Bijan, and I am just gonna play Bijan. Like I. I mean, not really much of a choice to me between Bijan Robinson and Josh Jacobs. Um. Really, and and yeah, I'm. I mean, Kenneth Walker. I was gonna say I'm gonna play Kenneth Walker. I don't care what Kenneth Walker could have an eighty percent projected ownership. But I'm still probably playing him, so I don't really care. I mean, Mostert had Mostert was like fifty percent owned, and in small field stuff was like sixty. He was he was fifty five percent owned in the Millionaire Maker, and I believe was in the winning lineup. Uh, was in the the million dollar lineup. Yeah, so. I mean DraftKings DraftKings their their pricing this year has been wild. 
Yeah. What can you do? I mean, uh, yeah. All right. So you don't have to, even if Kenneth Walker is, you know, 30%, you just play him. That was my five, my four, my three. What is your three? Uh, my three is the 49ers. Uh, feels like a great flop lag spot for the 49ers. Like when they play these types of teams, like we're going to be probably back on the Brock Purdy scores 30 points. Um, with without Justin Jefferson, like we we've seen even against the Bears, like so Kirk Cousins, he averaged a season though five point eight yards per pass attempts. We've seen with you know uh, Justin Jefferson off the field now, uh, he's he's completing fewer than you know sixty five percent of his passes, fewer than six yards per pass attempt. It just feels like a classic spot where the four ers just like come back, get back on track, score like they basically just like walk sleepwalk their way to like twenty seven to thirty five points. The Vikings score like thirteen. And we just kind of move on to the next week. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I got, I got no issue with this one. I just, I'm a little spooked. I'm, I'm a little spooked by the 49ers. Not that the Vikings defense is really all that scary. And I don't like if, if injuries run against them and McCaffrey and Debo are both out here. I don't know what the plan is to keep Purdy afloat without those two guys. Like, not, not even keep afloat. I that's that's not the right way to say it. I thought this one probably should have been on my list, actually. I, I, I mean, guess it's still loaded with talent versus this Vikings defense. Uh, you know, we've seen Elijah Mitchell step in and be effective. Jordan Mason's actually been good. They still have Kittle, who they decide to kind of dust off every once in a while. Uh, and then Ayuk has absolutely just been incredible this year. Yes. I mean, uh, he's been Ayuk and Purdy have been like uh like Brady and Randy Moss, you know, just like telepathic, like down the field. I, I do find it funny though that Tua goes to MVP favorite, immediately gets humbled. Uh Purdy goes to MVP favorite, immediately gets humbled. I just like the Purdy guys, discourse, bro. Like we just can't, we just we're just we just can't have a normal week where we just as just, as a nation, I don't really think we can be entrusted with Brock Purdy discourse. I just don't I don't really think we're there yet. <laughs> Collectively, uh, no. I, I agree. Like we just we're not responsible enough. I just think until Per, until we get like a three-year sample of Purdy, um, I just think we should just refrain. I so yeah, I, um, I agree. So my gym has a TV in the sauna. It's like it's like behind like a plate of glass thing, and it's always on ESPN. So every morning when I'm done with my workout and everything, I go chill in there, and I just get to see. I I can't even hear it, you know. I just get to see, and it's just you know Dan Orlovsky and all these dudes just hot taken. It's normally like the Cowboys. There's always some Purdy stuff. There's some Tua stuff. I saw someone say Lane Johnson was the most important non-quarterback player in the NFL. Like it just, I and so I've I've gotten a taste of what it's like, of what the discourse must be like outside of our nerd circles. And I can't even imagine what the Brock Purdy stuff on ESPN has been like. It, it had to have just been insane. Yeah, it's got a. It just goes like, just insane, probably every week. I mean, from the Cowboys game to last week's game, like the, there's just like you said, there's just no, there's no way we can be trusted with this. Yeah. Uh. All right, that was your two. Yeah. All right, my two. It's kind of a risky one. I don't think it's going to be on your list, but it's the Miami Dolphins plus two and a half points against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, not really any disrespect intended to the Philadelphia Eagles. They've been a little wonky. Uh, the Eagles have been a little wonky against the Commanders. I mean, obviously, they just lost to the Jets. I kind of think that was just a weird game. Like, Devonta Smith dropped this wide-open touchdown, like all this stuff. But Hurts 
has not really done it as a passer this year. He's not inside the top 10 in uh, EPA as a passer. Also, weirdly, and this might have just been a Jets thing, but DeAndre Swift was negative 40 yards rushing under expectation last week. And I don't, if they can't, I, I assume that will immediately regress back to normal and that they'll be able to rely on him in the run game. But if they can't and they're just running a lot of plays with Swift and Gainwell and just getting nothing, like for most teams, I don't know if that's a huge problem, but for the Eagles, it's a pretty big problem to like be getting nothing. You know, it's it's like the Cowboys running Tony Pollard into the line on second and nine a bunch. It's like, it's just not, not really a winning strategy. I think it's probably fine, but it's not even really about them. It's just more about, Team's got to prove to me that they can do something <laughs> against the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, they are just, they're the best offense in football. And my, my thing has always been, I want to bet on really good offenses versus really good defenses. And the Eagles defense is just sort of middling anyways. But I, I yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking the best offense thus far in the NFL getting points. Yeah, the Eagles are are a team that they're they're not creating as many explosives and like definitely in the run game where it's kind of shown up this year. They're a little banged up. I mean, it looks like Lane Johnson's gonna try to play, but they're already missing their right guard. So like if they're out like the right side of their line. Uh I'm a little I can't shake the Bills because I was in the same spot as you when the Dolphins played the Bills and I bet yep. the Dolphins. Yep. And I had them on here and then but like the Dolphins have played two competent offenses so far the chargers and the bills and they've given up 34 and 48 points in those games. And I just can't shake that out of my head. So like, I'm just going to probably, I'm probably going to bet. I think first quarter over looks pretty good in this. I was looking at some stuff earlier because both these teams start really hot. So first quarter over, even though it's nine and a half, I think looks good. And first half over, I think is what I'm kind of interested in uh, as far as this game better be good. Dude, oh, really Jesus better be. Christ. I'm like counting on this game to be good uh objectively has like the layout of like the carnival ride we're looking for i mean the top two teams in yards per possession they're the bottom two teams and uh or top two teams kind of how you look at it and like punts per drive like everything is here for both teams are kind of banged up like they've got we've got injuries all over the place defensively like if saving howard doesn't play the eagles like have a different defensive player get hurt every week at this point so man it's set up for like us to have fun and have a fun football game on sunday night so please just be good just be good yeah, uh, I'm I'm begging you. I'm begging you, football gods. Um, all right, what is your number one? Uh, my number one is the Browns. Uh, I don't like this. Feels weird. It feels like maybe it's a trap, but I don't even care. even like, how, even with even with PJ. I mean, how do the Colts score? Like, have any? So this is going back now to the last couple years. So when Minshew comes into a game just on the fly, he's yeah. been fine. But when he has like when teams have like a preparation and like Minshew's like the declarative starter coming into a game, he's been terrible, like absolutely awful in all these games. Like go look at this, like going back the last couple of years, like when Minshew, when teams like prepare for Minshew, like they absolutely get flooded. Uh, and he was awful again. Well, last yeah, week. he's not very good. Well, that's the thing. And against this Browns defense, like how do the Colts score, man? Uh, how do the Colts score points in this game? And they're wearing those Duke uniforms this week. I'm gonna fade that. Those are worth points for the Browns. No, okay, that's, good point. That's, that's not <laughs> narrative analysis. Uh, but uh, I mean, I just don't know how the Colts score points in this game. Like, how are they gonna move the football against this Cleveland defense? Uh, and the like, PJ Walker like is at least like even if he plays, which because Watson, as we're recording this, is supposed to practice today. So we'll yes. see if he even ends up playing. But 
even if he doesn't, I mean, PJ Walker, I think can caretake this game against the Colts defense, which is nowhere near in the stratosphere of the 49ers defense that he faced last week at home. It's to be indoors, not in the rain. I mean, I just don't know how the Colts score here. I don't know how we get enough points. Uh, and it's not even a field goal. It's not even a key number. So man, I, I actually think I was actually thinking about outlining this to like Browns minus six and a half or like something like that. So my only thought, on what might make this go the Colts direction. And I was thinking, okay, what, if I was a coach, what would I do? What, what would be my plan? The only thought I had was maybe this is the game where they just, they decide like Zach Moss, thank you for your service. We salute you. 28 touches for Jonathan Taylor. That was the only thing. And, and basically say whichever team gets to 17 points wins this game. That was my, that was my only thought. And uh, also, P.J. Walker, uh, this one is not on my list, but P.J. Walker, I mean, he's definitely better than DTR. I mean, no disrespect, tough spot for DTR in his first NFL start against the Ravens, but uh, P.J. Walker, you know, sort of is a, is of a Minshew level of like, yeah, he's your team's not dead. It's not going to win anything either, but it's not like completely dead with him at quarterback. Um, all right, my number one, the Baltimore Ravens, three points uh, at home against the Detroit Lions. Not even really disrespect to the Lions. It's just that the Ravens are like a really good football team. And I feel like people, the market is a little bit off the scent of them being a good football team because of that, the, the Steelers loss. They lost, um, I believe it was 15 and a half expected points on drops. The Ravens will do this three or four times a year. They won't get any fourth down. Lamar will throw one really bad interception. And then another turnover will happen because of, you know, because Devin DuVernay is in a big spot or, or Nelson Aguilar is in a big spot or whatever. Lamar though. Um, so the stuff I look at the database stuff says Lamar is having a good season, He's been awesome. but the, but the ball knowers very crucially, the ball knowers also say, this is like the best Lamar's ever played that he's, yeah, he's, he's hitting, awesome. he's hitting all the windows. He's making all the throws and Look, man, you line it up. The Ravens are just better than the Lions, and I think Harbaugh is a good coach. I think there are a lot of reasons to be enthusiastic if you're a Lions fan, not really intended as disrespect or shade in that direction, um, but just your standard three-point home favorite. I'm, I, I just, I think this is. It feels like it feels like uh, Lions of old. This is Ravens by six and a half, right? And maybe the Lions of last season, it's four and a half. And now everyone loves the Lions. So it's Lions minus three. And I think the truth is somewhere in between. I, I think I think the Lions are, a lot of people are rushing to fillet the, uh, the Detroit Lions. And, you know, they're a good team. Dan Campbell is awesome. Jared Goff, you know, he's playing good ball. But like, they're not, they're not there yet. The Lions are, are uh, on the stepping stone to becoming that team, but they're definitely not there yet to me. Yeah, I mean, they've had a nice run. They uh, The last month they faced Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love, Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield. Ravens have had a pretty easy quarterback schedule, too, probably arguably easier than the yeah. uh, Lions have to this point. But obviously there's a larger sample of the Ravens, uh, you know, being like a, a pretty quality defense and a quality team. Uh, the, I think we just this goes back to kind of what, what Thorman said in our text thread, and maybe that I should apply that to your Dolphins logic too, is that when we have these NFC teams facing a good AFC teams, like look at how like the AFC teams have served them. So 
So and that was our that was our preseason prior too. We all said yeah. the NFC stinks and the AFC is really good. So maybe that's just it. Like we like Detroit, like a really good NFC team, but when they face one of these AFC teams, you just look for value here. Maybe that's the I should apply that to the Dolphins side too, uh, versus uh, the Eagles. But yeah, yeah. These, these AFC teams, man, they're just better, right? Man, you, I mean, that's what, and obviously the line has Trevor Lawrence not playing probably or playing hurt, like cooked in, but we got Jags versus Saints tonight with the Saints as, you know, uh, favorites. So it's like, man, the Jaguars are a lot better team than the Saints, right? Yes. Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. I mean, what are you, uh, what are you doing in, in DFS this week in a slate where no one wants to score any points? Yeah, it's not a great slate, uh, for sure either. So it's kind of gross. Hopefully we get some value to open up. It doesn't look like Ro- like we needed Roshan on the slate badly to kind yes. of open, up, open some things up because Zach Evans ain't it. I know that. Like it's not a like we got Chupa Hubbard late last week. I just keep hoping out for like a eleventh hour miracle for Roshan to like open something up. But it's pretty gross out there. This I mean, season. if he's uh if he's not practicing today, if it's yeah. if it's Thursday if he's not practicing the day it's not happening he's not gonna he's not gonna clear I don't know what I want to do at quarterback yet is the thing because I want to play Kenneth Walker but like Gino is like probably the best quarterback but I don't want to play them together so like you know I'm talking about like as a core as a core build like you heard really you heard of this what... you heard of this guy named Lamar Jackson I know Lamar looks good too but I also want to play Cooper Cup <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to play you got to play two tight ends. You have to play you have to play AOC's security blanket. You got to play you got to play Kelsey and Michael Mayer. You just got to bite the bullet. I mean, I want to play Cooper Cup, but I want to play Kenneth Walker. So like, how do I do that at quarterback? And like Lamar. It's tough, man. It's, it's all roads all ro- I George Jordan Love, Jordan Love against the Denver Broncos. I mean, some people have might go seen, there. Have you seen like uh uh FanDuel made Jordan Love the QB5 in pricing? I love FanDuel just like they never dynamically price anyone and then they finally dynamically price a guy and it's Jordan Love. I, I love well, that. Well, they've been them. on it this year. They've been way more aggressive this year. Cause last week, Mostert was the RB2 in pricing and on DraftKings, he was like the RB12 or whatever, 10 or 12. Like they've been kind of more on it. Keenan Allen on FanDuel was like, they like after week one, they just like made him like 9K. They were just like, whatever, we're, we're pricing them up there. So, like, they've actually been a lot more proactive than DraftKings this this, this season. I love FanDuel. They're they're the best. Um, but yeah, I don't man. know, man. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm hoping something clears itself out because I don't really have – it's not a great slate to begin with. Um, hoping some stuff clears out. Yeah. All right, man. Good stuff. Uh, tell the people what they can get at Sharp Football Analysis this weekend. Yeah, Sharp Football Analysis are writing all the games up. Uh, you can use promo code ANGLES for 25% off anything. Uh, out here out here, just trying to make, make it happen, man. Yep. All right, guys, we are going to get out of here. Thank you for listening, and uh, I'll be back on Sunday night. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.